0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We'll talk the games and all the rest about the team that we love best. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We're going to talk about the Cardinals all night long.
1: And we welcome you into another edition of uh, meet me at Mutual. I almost said the wrong show. Uh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's you know, tough. It, it's, uh, I mean, you know, if it's uh, the Cardinals are doing this to us, you know, it's, it's we can't expect to actually be on our game when they're so far off of theirs. But I'm your host, DanielShop.c70. It's bad at C70 on Twitter with me as always, Alan Medlock from Red Dirt Red A Medlock One on Twitter. Second show in a week. Uh, we came to you Monday. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to that one, go back it's not going to be much different than this one because um, we're recording this Friday morning after the Cardinals have gotten beaten by the Pirates have lost three in a row to Detroit and Pittsburgh in games that were not even competitive. I mean, it'd be one thing, I guess, Alan, if they lost three to two to these teams, I mean, it wouldn't be good, but at least you, maybe you can write it up to a little bit of a fluke, a little bit of baseball being baseball, but You know, the closest game was, what, four runs? Um, They not looked good. Didn't look good in the Atlanta series. Haven't looked good basically all month. Even the games that they've won have not necessarily, except for the Adam Wainwright game against Atlanta, they have not really put a good product on the field. Um, And then there's stuff coming out last night that makes you just wonder what this team is really. I don't know. I mean, what is this team? I guess maybe that's where we should start with.
0: Yeah, and that's a all great questions. And it's I I have thought about this for the last 2 weeks of what what was the period of time that I think was equal to as bad as what they're playing. You know, it's easy to point to 2007 mm-hmm. because you had the World Series hangover, you had no pitching left, you had yeah. Wayne R- Wayne coming back from the the elbow and you had a Carp being out all year, you know, type situation. That's the Marath days, and and all kinds of stuff, yes. which was dreary. Which Get was dreary. very, yes, very s- similar to this, similar to what's going on. But I will tell you, it has been since the nineties that I felt like this going into any game now, mm-hmm. and I, I mean that it's one to where you are like, I just don't, I don't feel confident at, at any point at this situation, and that that's just not not what we need to see with the team with Goldschmidt and Arnado. You know, and that's, it's one of those things to where we can point at the offense a little bit and those guys definitely aren't hitting. If those guys aren't hitting, they're going to struggle. The rotation's awful. It is, it's nowhere where I expected it to be, which would be a strength. The walks are, it's unreal. I mean, it's, it's tough to fathom what's, what has become of uh, such a promising portion of the team that they, they are where they are now. And, and I really don't know. If they're going to be able to push buttons on the roster to make a difference and they may have boxed Mm -hmm. themselves in that they're not going to have many abilities to do things outside the organization. I mean, it may be, be a situation where you're looking to get into the playoffs. You're looking to stay, stay ahead above 500. I think these next few series are pivotal to them before the break that they have to make some ground up this with without a doubt just to to save face now I mean, I mean the playoffs just seem so far down the road now that that's it's i think that you just have to build and show that you're willing to make a few changes i i'm surprised that 9:30 on friday morning now yesterday on the travel day i kind of thought maybe something would happen it didn't. You saw what happened last night, and and I do kind of wonder what what we're going to hear today. No news is not good news in this situation. I don't think.
1: No, I don't. I don't think so either. And I think that, um, I mean, if if they're not going to do something, and it and let's be fair, and we'll get into it in a minute, there are comments that are showing that they're at least understanding mm-hmm. the problem and trying to do some things. But you know, if if on the face of it. Because you and I, yeah, you and I were talking, even after the Detroit game, and and you asked me, you know, the odds of you know Albert being fired or Schilt being fired or, or or some sort of shakeup and all that, and and there weren't good odds for any of that stuff, but we did think that there would be something, and to the reaction of not being able to hit for basically a month, and to losing to two, two straight games to a team that was. Well under five hundred was to move Tommy Edmund down and yeah move everybody up and that's I mean that's something but it's not much I mean it's not you know we used the word shake up a lot last night that's not a shake up that's just a little bit of a tweak um, yeah. you know if you wanted to and I'm not I'm not saying that you should but I mean you know a shake up would have been put Goldschmidt first which I know a lot of people are arguing for and that's understandable putting Goldschmidt first or you know or doing something else. The problem is, is somewhat, I think is the Cardinals did not make a move and maybe they couldn't because it does take two teams to trade. Um, but they did not make a move two weeks ago that might've stabilized this team. And now to, to the point that if they lose tonight, they are as close to Pittsburgh as they are to first place. Well, assuming, um, yeah. Well, I mean, pretty much. Um, and that's, uh, that's not good. I mean, if, if you're, you know, starting to get into Pittsburgh territory, you know, you're not, it's not the way that the team is supposed to be. And, but, you know, I don't know. Like you said, I don't think we've got any confidence unless Adam Wainwright goes on the mound in mm-hmm. a team winning right now. I know last night I was I was out at, um, my daughter had band camp this week and they had the end of the camp concert. So I was there at the beginning of the game and I, you know, waiting on this, waiting on things, got the notification that said, you know, that the Pirates had scored in the first inning. And I'm like, right, we're probably done. Yeah, Because if, Pro- yeah, if Carlos has I mean, given up runs in the first, it's not going to be a one to nothing game. Sure. It's going to be bad. Yeah. And, that's that's really where it's gotten to um and it's it's to that point that unless it's unless it's Adam Wainwright you feel like early runs are like you know because it's one you don't know if the offense is going to come back and two you just feel like that's not it I mean they're just going to keep
0: piling on yeah and it's it's kind of funny how how you worded that as well because last night in the first inning the the leadoff walk honestly honestly Mm-hmm. got me excited a little bit because I was thinking, okay, cool. Now I can switch back and forth to the college game a little more freely. <laughs> because You know what I mean? I was like, okay, we have an elimina- elimination game over there. I'm going to, I'm going to flip it back and forth. I kind of see how this is going. When they scored the runs, I definitely thought that. So I was disappointed to find out that it was raining in Omaha because mm-hmm. yeah, I was thinking, oh, well, this is going to be boring. You know, this is, yeah, hey, but- this is terrible. And in any, and you're right. And speaking of the, the tweaks, that's the way that I look at it. Yeah, they're making they're they're making those situate making those moves now, and you move Edmund down, and we may hear some ro- roster rotation movement today. Here's the thing: this should have happened three weeks ago, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And I understand they're going to hold on to things, and and Edmunds made the comment last night about DeYoung being close. I don't know about that, but he also made the comment about how he just needed more at bats and whatnot, which kind of. It makes me think that you and I were onto something that he probably should have stayed. Maybe, well, you and Tara. That he probably should have stayed in Memphis a little bit longer. Well, I mean, would you be upset at all if Sosa started at shortstop tonight or would you be a little bit excited? I'm a young fan and I would be a little bit excited if Sosa played shortstop well, tonight. but
1: then, you know, like Jeff Jones pointed out, you know, Sosa hadn't done anything. No, no. Couple, no and yeah. he's in a lot of ground balls that, you know, at least I guess if if Paul DeYoung hits one, he's got a chance to you know put some power behind it. I, I agree with you. It wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me, but I don't know that I would expect a whole lot of. Oh, yeah. The,
0: the nothing, right. nothing on the roster right now. I feel like it's going to be a spark. Yeah. I just, I feel like you need to keep your head above water for a little bit and, yeah. uh, and, and let guys breathe. I mean, that, that's kind of my situation. That's, that's how I feel about that. And it's one of those to where like last night, listen, you're down eight, two anyway, but you knew that you knew before the bat started, how the young's last at bat was going to go. And that's, yeah. and that's an ugly situation. Yeah, I don't. Yeah,
1: zero for four last night for DeYoung with two strikeouts. And you're right. I I mean, you saw that last. Um, you know, he was up at the end. It was a the game was out of reach. It didn't really matter. You you do. It was going to be a strikeout.
0: Um, his his first strikeout of the night. His body language was awful mm-hmm. when he walked off, and I was like, man. I mean, yeah, it's 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 tough to watch.
1: But that's, you know, we talked about that earlier, you know, on our Monday show, there's nothing you can do about that Yeah, um, because the Cardinals are not going to go out and trade for a shortstop. At least not, not now. I mean, you know, off season, if, if the struggles the rest of the year, you know, with all those shortstops out there, could they do something? Maybe. I don't know that they would, but maybe, but they're not going to trade for one right now um, to replace him, especially when he's under contract. You know, again, Sosa has eased up to the point that, you know, he's a viable backup. But sure, which we, we
0: kind of expected that. Right,
1: right. I don't think anybody ever expected him to be a starter. We were so glad to see that run that he had, but you know, we all do. It's going to end. Um, you know, if you want to do a shakeup, and I'm not saying that this would help you much either, but then you put Edmund at short and Carpenter at
0: second. Yeah, um, yeah I
1: would be all right with that. Yeah. I mean, Carpenter's kind of slept some lately too, but if nothing else, and that gets to some of the comments that we got last night of the Cardinals saying that they've gotten too far into to focusing on slugging and now they're going to focus on, on base percentage. If that's the case, um, which is a little bit interesting because I think early in the year, it was like the record yeah. if they hit a home run was really good. And if they didn't not, but still, um, you, then maybe Carpenter's it because even Carpenter's when Carpenter's not hitting, he's at least drawing walks. I'm not saying that I'm not sure he would draw walks as a leadoff guy as much as he does hitting sixth or seventh, but, you know, at least he'd be getting on base.
0: Yeah. Um I felt like that different. for a while. Go, yeah. It's okay. Off no, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Good.
1: I mean, um that's just, I mean, that's the shakeup again. I'm not saying that it's the best thing, but at least it's something worth trying but running out de young all every time just consistently is not I don't say it's not doing it right now and I don't know that you could you're right I mean it's kind of like chicken the egg thing he needs the at bats but if he's not gonna do any good you can't really give him the at bats um, but I don't know that he just needs the at bats because he's kind of looked like this well uh, we talked about it for like you know a couple of years now yeah um, it, it's it's a long sample of where he's not been hitting
0: yeah, it's frustrating, especially considering that you're off of a 30-30 season, you know, in, right. uh, you know, in 19, you know, and that's, that's tough. I mean, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel bad for him. And uh, you just, you wonder if the book's out. You wonder if something's wrong. You don't know. You like the steady presence. And, and like I said, these things definitely get exploited when your two stars aren't hitting. Yeah, And, uh, you know, we, we could... It, you know, we could beat that to death, but b- bottom line, that is true. I mean, we've made the comment that if the role players for the Cardinals are good, they're going to be really good. But that means their stars have to be stars, and that's just the is not happening right now. Um, you know, I I thought about that. About uh, you know, I like the Carlson to lead off move just because I think that maybe. That may be the plan where he he fits long term to send the new baseball, you know, the, with his ability to slug and get on base like he does that, that it would make sense. But if you insist on Carpenter being in the lineup, which they I think they're going to for a while, he's proven that he's going to lead off. You know, that's we last year we, we griped about <clears throat> somebody who wouldn't change their approach to the shift. You let off with the ground ball to second base almost every game when he didn't right. when he didn't get on. But if you're going to try to get a if you're going to try to spark the offense by getting on base, I don't know if you can get any better than Carpenter leading off. Now that's you know you're trying to to go back four years of success on that, but you know I I just don't know. Um, is it too early to get into a Schilt rant? Or are we holding on to that for later? Well, hold up
1: for a minute, yeah, because I because okay. I wanted to elaborate on what I was saying. And I, I agree with you. You're right. In, in a perfect world, putting Carpenter in the leadoff spot ahead of those two guys is something. But see, my feeling is, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe, but I'm thinking pitchers are going to be more aggressive with him knowing that, um, you know, Goldschmidt and, and Arnado are coming up there. And I don't know that he can deal with that. Whereas if he's sixth or seventh, you know, they're like, okay, well, we don't have to necessarily give in to him. You know, we got the bottom of the lineup coming up. I just don't. I don't know how much of his walks right now are because of his typical eye, and how much of it is because of who's batting behind him. So that's what worries me about leading Carpenter off. Is that he's not going to draw those walks that he's drawing now in that situation? I, I may be completely wrong
0: um, because that's usually what I am. Um, <laughs> but,
1: but that's just my that's my fear. No, I hear you.
0: I hear you on that, and, and you're right. I mean, even you make a you make a good point on that. That guys are going to challenge him more in the leadoff, and he hasn't shown that he's going to take advantage of that. Right. You know, that's uh, and it would probably lead to the same problem. And you know what? There's an element of grasping at straws that we're doing as well oh, as right. and, and and we're yeah. not being paid by the ball club to, to make those decisions to show how tough it is. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I, we were sold on this big shakeup when they were leaving to Detroit, and you know there were some leaked sources out there that saying, "Hey, this." this could be pretty substantial, you know, whenever they're meeting, when they hit the ground, you know, in St. Yeah, Louis. Yeah. And, you know, you, you don't hear anything by one o'clock, which is usually that press release time. And you get to line up a little bit later, but not significantly later. Cause I mean, I listened to Schultz interview on MLB radio and, and you knew it probably two thirty three o'clockish. o'clock ish. And mm-hmm. you're thinking, okay, well th- the most disappointing thing that happened is they're not doing anything. And if you feel yeah. like you're still in the mix I think that you're going to need to change something out. And that may be someone losing their job who I don't know, but I mean, that's, that's one of those situations to where if, if you are where you are, there's going to have to be a sacrificial lamb is a sad part. The sad, if is the sad state of affairs. Um, I do want to get to your point a little bit. And
1: it's just as a passing, just a little bit of notation on it that where you said that the two, get the two big guys got to hit and you're right. I, and the problem has been this year one gets hot and the other one doesn't. Yeah. Um. You know, because I was thinking you're saying that they need to hit, and I was like, well, Goldie's been hitting lately. Well, yeah. Yeah. June, he's got you know hit 292. He's got an 863 on base. He's hit four homers. But then on flip side, Nolan's hitting 222. Yeah. Three homers, but a uh, 676 OPS. But last month, you know, in May, Nolan hit 302 with a 949 OPS, while Goldie's hitting 265 with a 772. So, you know, we got a little bit of it maybe in May, but. They just can't, and I don't know what the deal is. And and maybe that gets into what we're talking about last night. If you, uh, you know, some of the comments, especially from Tommy Edmund and Brendan Schaefer wrote it uh, up, an article about it um, over at uh, KMOB's uh, website. So we'll be nice to Brendan for once. Um, and and say, <laughs> go, <laughs> go read that. But, um, you know, basically Edmund is kind of saying, I don't know what Edmund is saying, honestly. It sounds like, they haven't been really thinking about how these pitchers are going to pitch to them that they're just kind of, is it's kind of like a, they're going in with this one size fits all theory that, okay, just do this um, instead of saying this guy's going to throw you inside fastballs, So look for an inside fastball. Is, is that what you're getting out of this?
0: You know, I, I'm not sure. I, I can read into these things way too much. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's funny that it was Edmund. And I did see while we were on here that someone asked how the players were were picked to reach, to, the to join the, be on the presser. And yeah. Gould said he requested Edmund. Hmm. And uh, I would like to, I would kind of like to hear him elaborate why I haven't checked on, but I will tell you, here's, what's funny about the Edmund situation. One, he's probably not going to be cross with anybody. He's going to be highly intelligent and he's going to make a comment like that without calling out names when he has to. Mm -hmm. Here's what's funny about it. Edmund's brother is, uh, is in the analytical department with the twins. Mm -hmm. And so he probably has a pretty good idea of what the, the global baseball community thinks and how you should approach guys. And they probably have these talks at family dinners for him to say that does open up several avenues for criticism. And I don't think, like I said, I, a lot of the times on this, I think the coaches are, are completely overrated and overvalued. Mm-hmm. And I think the players have to play. Um, now, there's obviously a disconnect somewhere, and there seems to be a disconnect on this offense for three years. So I think that that could point to several things. I think that the wording opened up a lot of avenues for maybe undue criticism, but they opened them regardless. And, and I'm not sure what he's trying to say. I don't think he's the type to come out and sling arrows, but you can read into it a lot that, that they, their preparation may not be par with other teams.
1: Yeah. um, You know, and it's, it's interesting, you know, Mike Schultz, you know, maybe this will open up your rant. um, Did say last night that they just got away from being committed to all aspects of the game. Yeah, um, Which is, I mean, that's weird just given that was what kind of turned it around in 19, right? When Schilt came on after Matheny, he was kind of, you know, shoring up a lot of that stuff, you know, yeah. short up the defense, short up the, the, the running game. And that's why 2019 was much better. Um, and then you give them a, a bit of a pass for last year, just because of the weirdness that was, was there, especially for the Cardinals, but for them to get off track, I, I don't know. That's I don't know how they do that.
0: Sure. Yeah, I don't know. And you know what? The Schilt, it's not necessarily a rant, it's just my opinion on on I'm a pro Schilt guy. Yeah. So whenever I say this, it's not gonna come over. It's not gonna go out. It's not gonna it's not gonna go over well with, with the listening audience, but I will say <clears throat> Schilt's a leader, and that's why he was brought on. In leadership, you know you're gonna be second guest, especially oh, yeah. in baseball. That's how it works because Everybody seems to have a hand in it. What you can't do is second guess yourself. <clears throat> when you second guess yourself, you've lost it all anyway. Don't expect anything different than what you're hearing right now from Schilt. That's not going to change up until the very end. And unfortunately, it didn't change until the very end with Matheny either. So don't expect him to come in and, tear, and rip these guys because he's not going to embarrass players in the public. That's just not going to happen. He's no, not going to do that with no. his coaches either. So when you read these and you think, oh, man, look, look how unprepared they are. Read into it what you want. Things are going to go on behind closed doors, but he's never going to second guess himself.
1: Yeah, um, I think there and I get that. I agree with that completely. And I don't really and that's what I've always said, even about Matheny and even about others. I don't want necessarily the manager to come out and say, you know, Paul Young's got hit better. You yeah, you, you're going to lose I a mean, clubhouse I mean, real quick. You, don't, you yeah. don't want that. I mean, that's just not what you expect. But, and I don't know that Schilt has done it as much as Matheny did. Uh, you still got to acknowledge the problems. And I feel like some degree Schilt does because um, he said, look, it's it's not good. And we're trying to, you know, and I think he, you know, like said, he's an optimistic guy. He thinks that they've, you know, the changes they're making are going to work. And, yeah. And let's be, let's, to be fair, if they made changes before last night's game, sure, they didn't work for last night. Although, as, as she'll pointed out afterwards, you know, they, they walked, what, three, three or four times and almost walked again. You know, O'Neill had walked, except he got hit by pitch. Um, and they only struck out, they struck out less than they walked. Um, which was, so at bat quality should have been better. Um, except for maybe Dio. Um, so, if they had a process that they put into play yesterday, they didn't get resort they're gonna keep that up. You know they didn't get the results the first time out, but that's understandable. so maybe if they keep this up, we're gonna see a turning um that said, I mean, you know one, it doesn't really matter what the offense does if you can't get pitching,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, he, that that your comment, I mean, says it all. Really, that he was he was lauding the walks. Yeah, and you can that you can turn that around as criticism for Martinez because he walked seven. You know.
1: Yeah, that's uh, and I don't, I don't know what to think about Carlos. And I know we're going to we'll probably just bounce around maybe <laughs> yeah. off this a little bit. But well, it's easy to do right now. Yeah, it is because if you're pointing out problems, there's there's plenty of places. to point. <laughs> Um, we'll have a part two later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. But I don't. I mean, you know, I know some of the metrics, like spin rate and stuff, were not good for him. And I know that. Uh, yeah, I just it's it's hard for me because I've, def- I've been a Carlos defender for quite some time, um, and I just don't know how you can keep doing it because he has struggled a lot. And I think you, know, you tell me, cause I didn't see this part before I understand. Was there some sort of, I don't know, controversy misplay or something before the home run last night?
0: Uh, well, it, I wouldn't say it was, it was, you can never assume the double play, but Edmund just mishandled a, a flip to second and they just got the one out. It was first and third with two outs, which would have ended the inning. And then the bomb happened. I mean, it was, it was one of those to where it was by no means an error, it was just plays not made and yeah. that's 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 what what went down. So they okay. could have been out of the inning a little bit a little bit sooner. But see that's
1: the that's the problem yeah we seem to keep having with Carlos Martinez is that if something goes wrong, it gets blown up the next yeah almost immediately. Um, because we saw that what in the Atlanta game. Um, I think maybe we talked about it in the last show, but you know, he had a play at the he thought there was gonna be a play at the plate, they cut it off. Run scores and like you know, two pitches later, Albie sits. yeah, like, yeah, or three run home run. Yeah, it's just like he completely loses it. Now he can still have good games, but I mean, this month, I mean, five starts in June and an ERA of thirteen point seven three after five starts. I mean, it was. And I know that you know that counts that Dodger game that was just absolutely terrible but the only good game he's had was that one against the Cubs where he gave up two and seven. Yeah, He has it, you know, last night he pitched five, but that was probably more because they didn't have any other
0: option, you know? Sure. And that, yeah, that's an ugly situation. And it was, it was funny if I, I just about text you because, uh, because LeBlanc was up quickly. Yeah. And I was like, well, you can, you can read the writing on the wall here. I mean that this is an innings build up and this is, uh, this is going to be a quick flip, but you're right. They had to write him out. Because they had no other options. And it's uh it it's a tough situation because there's times where I'm like, man, I'd hate to see Martinez succeed somewhere else, but I'm just I'm not convinced that he probably would. And it uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel bad for a lot of the rotation, but it's 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 terrible because they just do it to themselves. I mean, I think back to there was a 3 three two pitch. In the uh, before that, even that play at the plate in Atlanta,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you could see that he was done. And yeah. last night, I felt like there was a two zero pitch that he did the same thing to himself. You could just tell the way that he bounced off the mound and and argued it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It just you just knew that things weren't good. And he'll try to smile it off because he doesn't want to look like it's you know what I mean. He yeah. he you could, you he wears his emotions on his sleeve, and you can yeah. figure it out really easy. And you just knew you're just like man. I just know where this is going for this poor guy. Yeah.
1: And I mean, you, in some, in, you like the passion. You like yeah. Yeah. being involved in the game and being worked up as long as you can then put that aside and, and make the pitches and not let it influence what you're doing. And it doesn't look like Carlos does that. And I mean, cause I think, you know, once or twice, sure. Okay. Maybe it happens, but this is a fairly consistent type of thing where, you know, he walks that tightrope, and if one step comes off, you know he's over the edge. Yeah, he's not, he's not catching his balance. He's over the edge. Now, we keep talking about we talk about this rotation, and it needs it needs something. And in fact, the Mike Schilt even said they're they're working on making some rotation changes. Although that's more likely internally. There's not a lot of options. I mean, and and that gets us back to the fact that the Cardinals have have really gone through their pitching depth and maybe somewhat because of missing the minors last year, they don't really have a lot of, of options. I am a little bit disappointed. And Jeff Jones pointed out, I know I saw, I think it's Jason Hill asking him, um, you know, they're not going to look to start Reyes. They're not going to look to start Cabrera. I assume they're not going to look to start Helsley guys that have had starting experience. Cause I would rather, you know, I'd take uh, Alex Reyes going three innings and turning over the bullpen while he builds up strength. Yeah, over you know John Gant, Carlos Martinez pitching. Um, yeah, and, but I don't. They're not doing that. It, so that means it's going to be LeBlanc or Woodford or maybe or Rodon.
0: Yeah. No, and you know what? It, it's funny. That's where I was going with this next too. Is uh, and I'm not advocating for starting any of those guys. But mm-hmm. what I don't like to see is when you're six for 15 in your last 20 games and Reyes and Gallegos are hardly throwing. Yep. You know, those are two of your better arms. And I understand circumstances dictate a lot of those things. But it's just, it's bad when you're having pitching trouble and those guys are setting. And that's, I'm not saying, okay, start them tomorrow. Put them in the, put them in the rotation. But something's got to change to get, the, get your better pitchers in the game. And it's one of those to where at this point, I think Oviedo may even need a refresh a little bit. I wouldn't yeah. I would not be upset if they announced today that Woodford, LeBlanc and Rondon were all joining the rotation and Oviedo was sent to Memphis for a stretch to figure it out and he'll be the next the, the next man up whenever one of the rotation pieces falter. Just for a different look and just to throw strikes. You know, one of those a, a situation like that. It wouldn't bother me at all. And that's a shakeup that I would probably be happy with, but I just I don't I don't think they're willing to do that with Oviedo. No. No, I think you're right cuz I
1: cuz I don't think I just don't think they want to I don't think they want to replace 60% of their rotation right now. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. and that's really what they need to do. Um and you know, and KK he's not going deep in games. He's not yeah, as much agree. of a trouble as the other three, and Ovieto still. I mean, Ovieto, I agree, needs some time in Memphis. He needs he he needs to kind of still modify, but he will still have those kind of games. Like yeah, what, that, what was this last game? Right, that he hit he pitched pretty well. He just didn't get the win. Um, I think was that the was it, well. Was there was it? one
0: he had trouble getting through four. Yeah, was that Denver, was that Detroit? I yes mean, game yeah, one in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: this was the game before that that I was yeah. thinking of. Sure. Um uh, that he, you know, there is some of that, but you're right, it's not he's not consistent with it right now and he he definitely could use a little bit more seizing. And I I think in an ideal world the Cardinals would do that. The Cardinals would not have brought him up last year. Yeah, it was it was the one against Miami where he went 7 innings and gave up no runs. Um, you know, that's that flicker of what he could be, but it's, that's easily his best game. You know he's not gotten past five in any other game. He got five runs in the against the Phillies. He's not gotten. That's the only other time he's gotten five complete. So you know he's not really a starter right now. You know in my yeah. mind, I guess you know that's just an, uh, like a extra extra large reliever. You know if you're only going three or four innings, um, so he needs the he needs the time in Memphis. Gant has obviously hit the wall that he, you know, in in another Jeff Jones, always putting these things out. Um, But I think it was him that had the fact that, you know, in 2019 uh, after 50 innings is about the time that Gant really struggled. And we've talked about that, right? We talked about how, you know, that's what my concern with Gant was, even in 20 and, and then especially as a starter this year is, is that collapse in 19 where it was to the point that he almost didn't get a tender to contract. Yeah. I mean, there was, a, um, and that's about where he hit it this year too. You know, ever since then he's kind of fallen off, you know, I'm and which, which concerns me about what he's going to be as a reliever because they've used all that up in the rotation. But, um, But he's got to go, I feel like, Carlos has really got to the point where it's hard to justify him in the rotation. We're talking about Oviedo going to Memphis. I mean, but, I mean, are we any more confident about Jake Woodford? No. I think we liked Matt LeBlanc, which technically Wade LeBlanc's middle name is Matthew. So (laughs) all the Joey references make sense.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But Wade LeBlanc was looking okay. Until I mean, and last night he gave up a couple home runs. The good thing about LeBlanc is he throws strikes.
0: That's the I think that's the issue. That is for me anyway. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, we talked about that. We'd rather I think we'd rather see – if the Cardinals are going to lose, we'd rather see them lose. You know, give up six or seven runs, than and because the guys are hitting home runs or hitting you know doubles or whatever, versus you know a whole lot of three two you know walks and and things like that because that just is so so. Boring to watch. Yeah. I mean, they're a boring, boring team to watch right now, yeah. <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. Because um, they're not doing anything on offense and they're doing, you know, and, you know, they're giving a whole lot away. So, um, but, you know, and, and Rondone, I'd like to see them try him. I don't know why they didn't do more yeah. than when he came with last time. Um, but you do run the risk of him having the same type of issues at Oviedo to have yeah. just because they're young. So, you know, but you can't trade for three veteran starters either.
0: No, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's – you got to have a little bit of plug and play in this. I mean, yeah. and that's uh, – you d- you just got to hope that something catches – you know, like I said, look what – it's tough to say when they've kicked the last three games, but right. I mean, look what Newt Bar's done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those to where you're like, okay, there's a little bit of energy out of that. He was the – I mean, he had the loudest ovation last night, you know, yeah. other than the Molina late, but the uh, – that just it, it he may go on a tailspin now just because he's in the big leagues and that's how it's gone for the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, but right. still, you know, give it a shot. I mean, I, I you got to change something up. That's my deal. It's really stale.
1: Yeah, and I mean he's not done. I mean he's not set the world on fire. No, but he's got two RBI and he scored a run, and that's yeah. what what at one time it was like fifty percent of the runs that they've scored since he came up have been, in, you know he's been a part of. Yeah, and you
0: know well, I'm right. not quick enough on the keyboards to to look this up but in his three games how many more rbi does he have than deyoung <laughs> you know what i mean oh, and yeah yeah that's that's the thing and you're just like and not just in the three game stretch in the last 10 probably you know I don't, I don't it's it's pretty pretty staggering
1: yeah i mean just for deyoung's point of view let's see um i mean deyoung has two rbis in the month of june yeah um in 13 games. And then you go back even three more past that. So since he came back, since he came back from the, is he's got two and he had none, the three games before that, before he had a two RBI game in Colorado or against Colorado. So yeah, Newt bar has driven in as many in what three games as DeYoung young has in 16. Yeah. So um, it's tough. It's tough. And I, There's not a whole lot more down there, I don't think. Because you you know, if you wanted to be like desperate, you call up Gorman to play second. Yeah, but uh, that's that's just that's not right. I mean, he's not ready. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, But I don't. I mean, Memphis doesn't. I don't think Memphis really has anybody that I can think of that can give you that kind of kick. Right. I mean Derek Gould mentioned that Connor Jones is Connor Jones. Um let me check and see. But is pitching well down there. Um you know Libertor is st- I, I guess that's probably gonna be
0: your house. Your
1: yeah. Yeah. Um and I'm not I'm still not sure about that. Plus I hate the fact I mean is pitching well. I mean, yeah. he's got 462 ERA down there right now. I want to see. I think he's pitched. I'm going to check his game log here. Because um, I think he's pitched better as of late. Um, let's see. Uh, well, no, he gave up four runs in five and third innings last night. So maybe not. Before that he was. But he's still. He's not going much more than five in, down there. Um, and you'd like to see that a little bit more. Of course, so he may be monitoring innings and things like that. And, of course, he's been gone for the Team USA stuff. But I don't I don't know that he's quite ready. We know Thompson has struggled. I just don't know. I mean, I, I, internal doesn't look real great, but you can't go out and get all the pieces you need on the market. I don't think even a Colby Raspus like trade would fix all the issues the Cardinals have right now.
0: No, no. And that's, yeah, I'm and I'm not sure how much that exists, you know, in, you know, in, you know, late June, you know, we'll, we'll see how things play out. And, but I don't know, but yeah, it, it's, I think that it would need a significant shakeup, not necessarily the bullpen type shakeup type situation. I mean, for me to, for me to get excited, it would almost have to be a, uh, a, a Craig Kelly type type trade. To where you turn over big pieces and you open up plenty of time for other people. Not like just like you said though, there's not necessarily like knocking on the door, but you you change the pieces around. I mean, and that that's would seem to be what what, what this would take. But but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm skeptical that we're gonna see anything big. I mean, and it's and not even on the trade front, on the movement front. I mean, it's what move let me throw this out to you. If you if by noon today if we get the release that DeYoung was sent to Memphis, and they activated Bader, and they may have and they announced some rotation movement, is that big enough for you? Well, I mean, it's definitely worth seeing how it goes. Yeah, um, you know, because Bader- I just wonder. I wonder what what they can do internally without someone losing their job at this point.
1: Yeah, that's really tough to 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 know. Um because I I don't know either cuz I mean again as Kyle pointed out on you know it doesn't matter as much record wise but everybody in their minor leagues is in last place. Yeah. Um you know they have had really rough outings you know overall too and some of that you know, as, as Kyle it, also pointed out, they were
0: aggressive in some advancements. So, sure. Some it, people may be struggling. And listen, you know what? I completely agree with Kyle. First of all, minor leagues I always do anyway. Well, yeah. But I will say this, and I think that you will probably back me up on this. I thought I thought Springfield looked played really young. Like, really, really double-A young. Like, yeah. some really terrible mistakes. And, and just you could tell, I don't know if that's a lack of baseball last year or a a lack of the guys that in 2019, they probably not in double A, you know, type situation. I'm not sure. Maybe an element of both, but I really felt like they played young and that, and I would think that's probably what you would probably think the same thing since they got blown out when you went to see them. Oh yeah. You know, and it's, there was some really, really odd mistakes and there was some it just I don't know. There was just a different feel about it. Like I really like Burleson's game. Hmm. But he moves like he's like 18, 19 years old. Really? You know what I mean? It looks like he hadn't grown into a body yet for somebody that, that size. I mean it's 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 a it's a strange, really strange development. I don't I don't know. I was kind of blown away by that. And and it could be that the Dodgers organization is so good as well. Yeah. I mean, they they're loaded. I mean they that the drillers are really, really good, and they're not even in the top of the league, but they may lead in their division right now. But and I understand that it's tough to read in baseball because there's so many movement and there's so much limitations and you can't really go by record anyway, but I mean, it looked like two different teams on the field to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're right. I, my memories of that Springfield game are just overshadowed by the inability to throw strikes.
0: Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that actually kind of happened, you know, when they were yeah, on Wednesday night. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's it. I think it's happening all the way through the organization. Yeah what I was reading and I don't remember who put it up now but you know maybe oh, I guess it was Ben Cerruti I think over at Birds of the Black when he was writing recently but like all of the teams are within either last in their division in walks or you know within the in the battle, bottom half at least um, And and some of that's gotta be especially minor leaguers not facing competition last year you know, yeah. I mean, some of those guys played, you know, like the Libertors and the Thompsons got to do it at the extended camp, but that's still not the same as playing. That's like, well, I mentioned Harrison Bader. You know, Bader's been down in expended training. And I asked Jeff Jones, I said, are they going to give him, you know, when he gets his rehab assignment, are they going to give him more attended bats like they did with, and he said, well, he's already got eight. So sure. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But eight at bats at extended spring training, doesn't mean squat to me. I mean, you see a pitcher, but yeah. you're not seeing a pitcher that's trying to get you out in a game. Um, you know, that's that's basically to some degree. And I, again, maybe I maybe I'm misunderstanding on what extended free training is, but you're facing somebody else from your squad. It's not quite batting practice, but it's pretty close. You know, um, and so that's the other thing. I think that. You Know with a guy like Bader, he as much as they might could use that st- stabilization, I you know, I'm not, I don't want them to rush him up either. I want him because he was struggling with the bat before he went down.
0: Yeah, no, um, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Well, I just, I just, I don't, there isn't that that obvious answer, you know, and that's kind of what we were talking about two or three weeks ago. If they'd have been able to go out and get a, a David Peralta, then you know maybe that helps shore up the the hitting, or if they had seen the Gant bubble coming and done something, even if it was just move Rondon up then and move Gant to the road, it to, to just said, look, we appreciate what he's done, but we feel like this is a chance to get Rondon in, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but they weren't. And, and again, I, I know even if Mo wanted to trade on June 1st, Finding somebody that was willing to to tra- make that trade on June 1st is also difficult and it's, it's costly. I get that. Yeah, but just letting it ride for two or three weeks, yeah, has obviously been a problem.
0: Sure, and and you you're exactly right because I think that I think that we could we I think that we can paralyze ourselves a little bit by looking at numbers a little bit a, a little too much and say, man, the Peralta is not the right move. Well, that's the move though. I mean, and that shows – I think that, that right now they are so stale that there needs to be something to light a, to light the fire, yeah. you know, to light the fuse. I mean, whatever it is. I, w- I would be elated if they got Peralta. And it's one of those – he's probably, he's definitely on the downside of his career, but you can put him in the lineup every day. And you know what I mean? And what And it's they don't have that. I mean, they don't have that extra hitter. They don't have a left-handed bat. You know what I mean? I don't think you need to be that even that selective about it. I feel like there needs to be some kind of movement just to show that hey, we're trying here, guys. Stick with us, keep working it out. We'll do our part, you know. And you're not getting that. I mean, it's yeah. waiting on hands, and it's it, it's tough, especially as a fan. As fans, we're gonna we're gonna overplay this, and and I I trust I trust the process, and I trust the patience. But sometimes it gets a little trying when you see that obviously that's not working. You know what I mean, because yeah. you're you're more than a month into this situation now. You know, you've you've got to figure some things out.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, maybe it is time for you know a as as somebody was point I think it was Jason again on on Twitter, you know, the idea of of the lackey type trade of getting, yeah. you know, taking out a couple of guys that you know just enough to. Bring that's, in an edge and shake some stuff up.
0: Exactly. That's. I mean, that's kind of how I felt. I was like, you know, this is one of those deals to be the Alan Craig, Joe Kelly type thing, to where it's going to hurt l- watching them leave the clubhouse. But it can't hurt worse than what's going on now. <laughs> no,
1: no, and you know, for all the for all the talk that we do about Randy Rosarena and uh, you know Agudelo Garcia earlier in the year, although he's obviously slowed down, you know, Joe Kelly is a guy that the Cardinals could have used over this yeah. last year. I mean, he's had a really solid career. Um, not that – and again, I'm not saying that trade was wrong because uh, I think it did help the team. No, agreed. agree. Um, but um, you, you got to realize, you're right, it's, gonna, it's probably going to hurt and it's probably going to be one of those deals that, you know, you might look back on it and, and you don't like it. But if you want a chance to stabilize this year's team, and that gets us to – some comments that mo made earlier in the week um where he said basically to some degree they don't feel the and i don't want to i i say it this way and it's going to sound wrong they don't feel the pressure to win this year and that that sounds wrong because they do want to win yeah but they don't feel like they don't feel like they have to sell the future to win this season because it's not like Goldschmidt and Arnotto are walking and things of that nature. And they've got a lot of people coming off the books and they've got some chances to win next year. So I get that. Uh, And I I don't argue with that, but the problem is, you know, they haven't been a, you know, this is another year. I mean, I guess it depends on what you believe about 19. If you think that was a good enough year or not. Um, But it's, you know, it's been a while since they've been a, a team that is more than a NL central contender. Yeah. I don't know the last time the Cardinals went into even the postseason with this idea that they could win it all. I mean, we think that, of course, because we're fans and we can talk ourselves into it. But I mean, like nationally, when you're talking about, you know, us betting odds and things of that nature, you know, the Cardinals are – kind of never haven't been there probably since maybe 2015. You know, they went in with a hundred win team and then of course they got beaten the first round by the Cubs. Um, It's, it's been a while since there's been a a really good team Uh, uh, again, depending on what you think about 19, I guess. So, I don't know that you can just say, well, we're going to write this season off. And I don't, again, I don't think that Moe is, but the more you let it just sit, you know, again, KK goes on the, on the injured list and they don't do anything, but wait around until he comes back off the injured list. Yeah. Um, The more you do things like that, the harder it is to understand, to figure out that there's something this year. Cardinal uh, Alex, Christopher, always tracks the Cardinals haven't finished last place since I think 1990. Uh, The Cardinals haven't been under 500 since 2007 and the Cardinals haven't finished behind the pirates since I don't know when I forgot to ask Alex exactly, but it's, it's been a while. I still think they can finish ahead of the pirates. And so that means they won't finish in last place. (laughs) Yeah. But that 500 mark is scary. Now, you know, I looked back and at this, about this point in time in, what was it, 2017, they were like six games under. And they wound up with 83 wins. They wound up with 500. So it's not like we're saying, oh, there's no chance. And again, they're six games out today. They were six games out on what? Uh, last Sunday when they yeah. left Chicago and that cut him back within three. I mean, these ups and downs happen. They're not, they're definitely not yeah. writing the season off, Yes, but they got to do something.
0: Yeah, no, I, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say this whenever you were talking about Alex's comments and in, in his tweets and, in, in, in one of those situations to where, yes, it's bad. It's about as bad as it can get right now. It's bad that, as we've had in recent memory, but there's going to be a good stretch and no matter what happens, there's going to be a good stretch. And it's going to give you a little bit of hope. Like I think, at their worst, they're going to probably finish third. I think that they're going to play that well to get to at least get out of the doldrums that they have. Yeah. I think they have the potential to finishing first. I think that that potential is pretty tapped right now, and they're going to have to do something to ignite, you know, where they where they are. I yeah. think that I I'm, I'm confident you're going to get a stretch of Goldschmidt and Aronado that reminds you why you got them. And I think there's hope on that. What you can't have is you're going to have to shake up the rotation because you can't give games away because the telltale sign of bad baseball teams from little league to big leagues are errors and walks. Yep. And there's just too many walks right now. Yep. That's, that's, that's how I feel. I think that you're going to have to supplement that rotation somewhere. I think that you could probably make yourself a lot better by shaking things up in the lineup, by bringing somebody in from the outside. I know that's difficult to do. I know that's what everybody wants. It's not going to be Marte, I don't think. I think that you're going to have to get a guy on the downside of his career, which worked out pretty well for Beltron. You know, I'm not saying it's going to be somebody Carlos Beltran's ilk, but that's kind of how I feel. I think they're a lot better than what they're showing right now. That's probably easy to see. I just think that there's going to have to be some changes to it to to be able to get yourself off the ground.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but... Dogs have now seen some oh, another my, dog walking yeah, by. That's all right. You
0: know get, that male getting over probably
1: got to go nuts. <laughs> yeah. right here. They, they thought my
0: comments were terrible.
1: Yeah, well, they kind of worked up about the batting coach too. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they've got potential to to still be good, but they're going to have to. The way things are now is not going to work, and we'll see if this transition that they're talking about is going to help them at least offensively and and that we branched off of this a long while back and i don't want to you know i know we're getting close to that hour mark so i don't want to go too deep into it but that the comments from from edmund last night um did kind of make you think what's going on in the coaching ranks now yeah i gotta while we've been doing this show jason hill has sent a a message to me and a few others that nobody's responded to yet and i don't know the answer to it but i want to mention it he says he thought that they've talked about the cardinals have talked about having a consistent approach in the past rather than specific pitchers i don't remember and maybe you do i don't remember that ever being an issue or ever being a a goal I can kind of see it. You want to, you want to play to your strengths necessarily, but surely even that you're going to be tinkering a little bit with just because of who's going up against you.
0: Yeah. It, you know, what's funny, the Edmund comments, the Edmunds comments, the, some of the things that are leaked online, it's funny that you could kind of tell what went on in that whatever meeting they had. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're right. You hit, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's one of those, you know, the preparation is going to be the key word. Execution is going to be a key word. But you just wonder if there's heads on the chopping block right now.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that comes out before somebody loses a job, didn't it? Um, yeah. You know, every, oh, you it dog feels dog. very
0: similar to the Matheny deal to me.
1: Yeah. Everything's all hunky dory until, until it's not, you know, and and then we start getting these things because that's going to happen. But you know, I've I've been on board with the Jeff Albert thing because I understand he's trying to change a whole culture. He's going into the you know the analytics and the the wearable tech and, and all that kind of stuff, and that takes some time. I get all that. I do think there's a little bit more of a why are you why at least Goldschmidt and Arnotto not hitting? If yeah. I mean, surely they're not, you know, you leave those guys alone um, and should focus on the younger guys, Dylan Carlson and, and uh, the others might be uh, ones that would benefit from it. Maybe even Newpar. Um But I mean, if you see stuff, I mean, if Edmonds is saying, basically, we're just, you know, we've just, this is our plan. And this is what we do, and it doesn't matter what the other pitcher throws. Well, if your plan is to hit fastballs, and you're facing Clayton Kershaw with his curveball or something like that, you know that doesn't do you good. You've got to change that plan. Or if you're, you know, if you're look, oh, we're just going to hit this pitch or this area or whatever. It feels to me that you've got to have an overall philosophy. I understand that, but you've got to be somewhat tinkering with that. And if you're not even worried about who's throwing against you that does come back on the coaching staff. You know, you're right. I'm, I'm with you. You know, the, the players have got to hit, but if you're not preparing those players to hit the best shit you can, then, you know, maybe there is something else that needs to be done here.
0: Yeah. You just, you, you wonder where the, you, you wonder where the line is drawn from, Hey, go out and just do your thing to, Hey, let's analyze this way too much. You know, and 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 I'm, there's a fine line, and that's that that's what's amazing to me about big league hitters. That when they know what's coming, they're hitting it. Yeah, you know, and and that's the that's the battle. That's the beauty of the game. You know, that's the, that's the gamesmanship. But it, it's it's it, it really exposes itself. Who which faction is right, and how quickly, how how hesitant you are to making a change quickly from going from what the old school style of the Bedaska type that they didn't feel like was in was in alignment with what they had to where now we feel like there may be some paralysis by analysis. You know, there's a fine line on that and uh, you know, it's, (laughs) it's funny. I mean, it's yeah. Do I believe that the, the players execution is the most important I do. I mean, because I think that it takes a lot of the stuff out of their hands, but the technology is there to improve all around you. And it's just well, I'm not sure if it's just if it's not a sinking in factor factor or if it's a lost message type situation. But it goes back to the change deal. You know, I feel like we're past this writing it out aspect of it and and there mm-hmm. something needs to be done. And I'm not calling for Albert to be fired type situation, but I feel like there's something that needs to be done.
1: Yeah. I think I'm to the point where if he was fired, I'd understand it more.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, And I kind of feel like I hate to say this as even pro Schilt as I am. None of the coaches have getting fired right now. would would necessarily surprise me.
1: I would still be surprised at Schilt just because, you know, that's the modern manager is less a manager and more a conduit. I guess. Yeah you know, the players in the front office and the front office wants to do this kind of, this kind of philosophy and he's in charge of implementing it. And I think, you know, she has come up through this organization and things of that nature. I, I'm not saying that he's not, um, fireable at some point in time, Yeah, but but I think they would give him, they're going to change coaching staff. They're going to change players. It's kind of like what they did with Matheny, right? They, kept messing with a roster, trying to give him a roster that he couldn't mess up. <laughs> and then they started, you know, having more control over his coaching staff. And then finally they got rid of him. They haven't done any of those steps with, with uh, Schilt yet. And so I think that, yeah, you're going to see a lot of that kind of stuff yeah. before yeah. you see Schilt go anywhere
0: well and i'd be fine with that i mean i feel like some of that needs to needs to happen now now whenever they fired the coaches was the day before um was it it was the week it was the weekend before um uh, the the blogger blogger event event, right it
1: was yeah they did it on a thursday and we had blogger event on sunday okay
0: i knew it was close and that was right around the break right no it's actually early june it was about the 10th was it okay for yeah. some reason, I was thinking it was closer to the break because, I, I mean, of course, the, the Matheny firing happening one game before the All-Star break. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. said, uh, you know, I just wonder how much weight puts they put into the end of June. It's kind of what I was beating around the bush.
1: To they, uh, they have typically, I think, June is that time where they are, you know, April and May are, we're going to sit and see what we have. Oh, without a doubt. June is, it, okay, let's see what we can do tinkering on the inside then July is okay. Now we know what we have to go out in the market and get. Yeah. So yeah, I think that we're at that spot where coaching changes would not surprise me. Um, I'm not saying they're coming, but they would not surprise me because of, Hey, we've got three months of data here. We, you know, we need to know, do we need to, you know, if, if a change in philosophy will help the bats, you know, I mean, heck! If a change in philosophy got Paul DeYoung back on track, you know that might be worth it just right there. You know, I don't know that it was. That's the difference. But you know, if you can get Paul DeYoung hitting to even back to league average, yeah, you know that's a that's an improvement in this team. Um, again, I'm not saying that that's why DeYoung is struggling. No, but you yeah. know, you know, it, you know, it, it, it there, does kind of tie. So.
0: No, you're you're exactly right, and it's one of those to where we. Could, it, the young seems to be dying on a vine, mm-hmm. and that that's another thing too. And and where where has this started? You know, is this an execution for him, or is it a mismanagement by the coaching staff? I you know I don't know. It's just amazing to me that in two years, a 30-30 guy has completely dropped off the map to where you can predict the at bats. You know, just like I said, I felt the worst for the young, who I I'm completely in his corner when he hit a hard foul ball the other day, and I was like, if we've gotten to this point, this is not a good situation. Yeah. But yeah, not to go on into de young rant. I completely understand. And it's one it's funny. You know, on the broadcast a lot of times, Dan will talk about Memorial Day being that uh, that first milestone you hit when you start reevaluating your team. Well, I think you're gonna add a month to that to the Cardinals in any way you look at it. They're gonna be they're gonna be more patient than anybody else. So maybe the end of June. I think you're right. June, Fourth of July, I think it's probably one of those situations where we could probably see something happen.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't think and I, we're recording this so people can sh- point out how wrong I am. I don't think you go from today to the All-Star break without something. Uh, yeah. Something. Again, yeah. I'm not saying that coaches are getting fired. I'm not saying you know, a trade's come in, I'm not saying, but something, you know, rotation changes, you know, playing time changes, maybe it's another shift in the, the lineup, something between now and the all-star break, because you can't just get to the all-star break and say, now let's see where we're at, because that's just, you know, you're two weeks away from the trade
0: deadline there. Yeah. And
1: at this rate, you could be 10 games out.
0: Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that's the thing. The The division is keeping you in it right now. That's that's another thing that we, that, that uh, I think that we've overlooked is they could have been buried by now if the division was playing well. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. Th- you're gotten lucky, and you've been given a you've been given a little bit of a of leeway on this, and the schedule should play in your favor, and it's, it's you've got to do something. You know what I mean? That's the thing. I mean, you're it. That's the hard part about watching it right now is you're thinking, okay, all these things are trying to help you, and but you won't take it. But you won't take it. You know, and up until the 5th of, Jan- of July, you should probably win every series. The Giants series in San Francisco, I'm assuming it's probably going to be pretty tough. And yeah. then you go to Chicago after that. Yep. Yeah. But you've got to make up some ground. Or you've got to start playing better and at least showing you have because if not, you are going to be buried. Yeah.
1: Well, and 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 to this point, I feel like, and it could be wrong, we'll see, but I feel like you know, sitting at it right now, that Cubs series before the end of the break, that's a must win. You have to win two after Yeah.
0: yeah. No, yeah. I agree. And that's gonna be incredibly difficult for them to go in there and do that. But but yeah, you're right. I mean it's it's one of those you, you better get your pitching in order.
1: But you're talking about, you know, fortunate, yeah, because you know when they left Chicago or Chicago left St. Louis, I guess. Uh no, they left Chicago. Yeah. They were six games out. And if the Cubs had won just one or two games, or if they dropped a game, I mean you know, it took a you know a sweep of the Marlins, which was a kind of fortunate sweep when you look at it. Yeah, and then the Cubs getting swept to get back in this race. Without that, you know, the Cubs, the Cardinals could be seven or eight games back right now. Sure. Um, and you're right. I mean, you, we did. We've talked about this schedule and like, okay, well, you know, they're dude against 500 teams, and they have Atlanta and blah 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 blah. And they're what? Now they're what? One in one in six against yeah. that schedule right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, I mean, just, just by fluke, you should be, you know, 500, you know, um, you know, I, that's, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it is frustrating. And, and we, like we said, it's just, you go into each night and unless Wainwright is on the mound, you're not real confident about that result when you start the game. Um, and it shouldn't, shouldn't be that way yeah. you know, with, with this team. Is there a possibility, and I, I don't really want to get too far down because we are in an hour, and we don't know this yet, but is there a possibility that the Cardinals are going to be sellers at the deadline? They've never been sellers. They've never, in the time John locked the time even before that, I, they have not been sellers in 25 years probably yeah. at the deadline. And I don't know that they have anything to sell.
0: Sure, that, that yeah, you
1: know, is there a possibility of that?
0: Well, and I, I think that at this trajectory, the, I feel like you're going to see them try to do both, and they're going to try to bring in some certainty in years. I don't think that there would ever be a clean the cupboard out type situation, right. but you know, I do wonder about this. Um, you bring in Arnado, and he's not going to opt out. Right, right. So that that's those are your tent poles moving forward. But you hear it. You hear we don't want to give away the future. Well, what is the future? Mm. I mean, because I don't. I think you're going to see Libertor probably in the big leagues at some point this year. Yeah. If not, definitely next year. But can you bank on that to be? I mean, to be at the top of the division. You know, that's that's my issue. I feel like you have a team right now that you can add and make a run not feel like you're losing leverage in the future because the future may be two years away anyway. And that's, you're looking at a 35, 36 year old Goldschmidt at that point. So I don't, you know, I don't know. I just, I just question the the idea of, of giving away the future at this point. I think there may be more gamesmanship going on on that, which may mean that I don't think they will be sellers, but I think they'll ride the fence.
1: That's, that's pretty possible. Um, just kind of skimming. I mean, you look at, you know, because there is there is a chance to kind of buy your future this this off season, um, with the money that's coming off the books and yeah. the people that are in free agency. So again, I, I don't want them to clean out everything. And I, if it was a you know trade that involved Libertor or Thompson or um, Gorman, it would have to be a really really good one. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know. I, I it's, it's you're right. I, I, they're not gonna, and they and they don't have pieces to clear out. I mean, nobody wants a Matt Carpenter in the last vote of his career.
0: And, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, trade a Harrison Bader if you wanted to do that, but even that's not gonna bring you
0: much, much. No, I, I will. This is one that that it. This is just. It sounds wrong to think about, and you do wonder if this is just misplaced. This this may be a stupid idea. Mm. How far, I'm full of those, but how far <laughs> off, what would a ground shaking move be to release Carpenter?
1: It would, it would be, I don't know if it'd be ground shaking. It would, it would, it would get people's attention, I guess. Yeah.
0: I wondered about that. Be. I wondered about that. I wondered if a, a cheap flip of De young, you know, I'd, I just kind of wonder what yeah. kind of move would actually be like, oh, oh, they are trying. You know,
1: I, I think yeah, it, obviously it would have, those would have different audiences. I mean, would a, a release of Carpenter be ground checking for the fans? No, they would say, okay, that's been expected. That's we should have done that a long time ago, blah, 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 Although, you know, again, his on base percentage for the last month is 370. So, yeah, you know, I'm not saying that he's, my, and he had that nice little run where he was actually starting to hit sure. too. although I think sure. that's kind of past now. Um, but would it get the attention of the players in the clubhouse? That that might be a little bit more than, than the fan base or or yeah. impact on the field. Um Young, the same kind of thing. I mean yeah. if you traded off De Young, that would get a lot of people's attention. Um, I again though Who's going to take him? Yeah, um, no, I,
0: I completely agree. I These are all just hypothetical things that are sure. probably get, almost I impossible.
1: Yeah. I get what you're saying, and I, and I think you're right that there is some to that. Um, that is, those are the kind of moves that would at least maybe, if you think the clubhouse is – or the whole thing is kind of blah or – you know, needs that jolt. That's the kind of thing that would do it as well as, you know, that's kind of the same type of thing as the lackey trade. We talked about it's just that boost that the team would the, the, not necessarily the boost, but the wake up call, if you will, if that's what you think the club needs. And and again, that doesn't, you know, the people that are out there don't seem to, you know, cause that's what Mike Schultz says. They're trying hard every day, which they may be some days it looks more like it than others, but when, you know, when you're going, when you're getting two or three hits against Detroit, it doesn't look like you're trying real hard, but, um, but again, we, we often as fans take results to equal effort. And that's not true. Sure. I mean, it really is. Baseball is the
0: last sport you can do that. Exactly. And golf maybe, but
1: I think the only time you can really even tell effort is like, you know, is in defense more than anything. I mean, sometimes maybe bats look bad, but you could just also just be fooled, but you know, defense, if a guy's not running after a ball or something like that, or, you know, making stupid plays, I mean, maybe then speaking of stupid plays, did you see that one with Arizona and Milwaukee a couple nights ago? Where, I don't think so. Uh, uh, what was his name? What's the big guy? Vogelback. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man. You know, yes. I have seen that. How? I mean, if that had happened for the Cardinals, I, we'd still be uh, – the stadium would probably be smoldering. Yeah, still. and
0: you know, Ahmed's a really good defender. That's yeah. what I thought was weird. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. I was like, what a disaster. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, it's uh... – a. We've gone long enough, so uh, and we haven't solved any problems, so we'll no. we'll try it again. <laughs> maybe My morning that. coffee's
0: making this decision for me. <laughs>
1: yes, I understand. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll wrap this up and uh, hit us up on Twitter if you've got thoughts, and maybe we'll bring them in next time. But until then, for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night. <laughs>